0: let's turn to Matthew chapter 5. I wanted to talk all about representation tonight, about being a representative. And for that, I've got a very special video queued up. So Bethany, if you guys could just hit the lights, go ahead and queue up that video, and this will set the tone for my entire message, all right? Have a look. Almost like so. And you guys are doing this for charity, all right? What's the foundation? The Jimmy V Foundation. Oh, sure. All right, you can stop it. I just wanted to get a little bit awkward in here, all right? <laughs> now, what do adult diapers have to do with what I'm talking about tonight? You will find out. I told you a little strange. I am going to try and tie that all together, all right? The title of my message is called Represent. Our culture is all about representation, right? Even... The United States was born out of a conflict that we had with England. That we weren't being represented. We weren't being represented. Isn't that crazy? And I think that's why we're so part of the reason why we're so uh, into representing ourselves, right? We've got the House of Representatives. We've got people who rep various causes. You got your reputation to keep up. You got Facebook and Twitter, and maybe even some dating sites where you got a reputation to keep up. It's probably not even you, right? But maybe you just want to look cool, and so you're representing something that might be you, might not be, all right? Does everyone know our culture is all about representing yourself, all right? We've got representatives in the House of Representatives in Washington, and although they don't always do a great job, they're supposed to take our needs and and desires to the rest of the country, all right? And that's just exactly what a representative is. Let me just define it for you. A representative is someone who exemplifies, expresses, substitutes, and acts as a deputy to another party, all right? That means they go in your place, all right? Now, none of us can, well, maybe we could be. Some of you might be senators, representatives in the future, but I imagine all you're going to do in the future is vote for the ones that you should, all right? And talking about voting, actually, I'm going to get ahead of myself here. We see representatives all the time. Every single day. And I bet you didn't even realize it. And I'm not only talking about our senators. I'm talking about McDonald's. Alright? Whenever you go to McDonald's, you talk with the representative of McDonald's, don't you? That's why they wear the hat. And if you've ever worked at McDonald's, you have to wear the hat. Or else, you shouldn't work there, right? Because they represent McDonald's. Now, let me see a show of hands. Have they ever messed up your food at McDonald's? Yes. Now, when they mess up your food, who do you blame? You say, oh, that guy with the hat. No, you say, oh, stinking McDonald's, they messed it up again. Am I right? You don't only just blame one person, you blame everyone, right? Maybe even the CEOs and the the stockholders of McDonald's are to blame for your messed up sandwich. Am I right? It might be unfair, but that's what you step into when, when you're a representative, all right? How about this? Have you ever heard of the Third Angelic Baptocostal sorry, non denomino Lutheran Church? Shouldn't have made that name so long. Kind of hard to pronounce. Have you ever heard of that church? No? Well, just imagine that if someone from that church came up to you and was just completely rude to you, would you think a lot about that church? Do you think it's a great place to go? Imagine how silly that is. This place might have a hundred people, and you just met one on a bad day, but you think that whole church is messed up. Or imagine he's like carrying a snake. You'd think right away, that's one of those snake handling churches, when really he could just be crazy, uh, crazy guy who goes to that church and carries snakes, right? Do you see what representatives do? They're like deputies. They show... The rest of the world and people who don't know, to show who you are and what you like, all right? Fair or not, that's the role that you step into. And I wanted to tell you guys, you can represent God in a good way or in a very bad way, okay? You are a representative, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Now, I'm going to bring back the adult diapers, okay? All right. This is why I wanted to talk about it. These tough, huge, strong, burly, masculine guys are wearing adult diapers, OK? Now let's see a show of hands. How many wear them all as well? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right? The idea is is that these guys, these tough, manly men who beat the snot out of each other, they are tough enough to wear them. Why aren't you? right? It's all for charity. They're trying to raise awareness for, for, for yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. Anyway, they are tough enough, and why aren't you? Why are you making fun of them? Because it's part of my sermon, all right? That's why I'm making fun of them. They are trying to show that these things are good. They're trying to be a good face for, the, for a really tough product to sell, I imagine. They're representatives of it, and I imagine it took a lot of money to do that, because I wouldn't have gone cheap if, if they asked me to represent those. The whole idea is that These things last forever, and you can watch a whole football game without having to go to the bathroom, all right? That sounds pretty exciting, doesn't it? (laughs) That is freedom. You know, you don't have to miss a single minute of the football game. I'm just kidding. I'm really just kidding. got to have some fun in church, don't you? Representation is a common thing these days. And when you make a mistake, it reflects very badly on the people that you represent. Take Mitt Romney for a second, all right? He's going to be... Uh, The candidate for being president. I'm not telling you to vote for for anyone. I'm just going to use a pretty funny story that happened to him. This guy had this great idea in Mitt Romney's campaign that he that you should take a picture of yourself by this great background of like the White House or the Lincoln Monument, and, and you should say, "I'm with Mitt." All right, and it says, "America is with with is with Mitt." Problem is. And and keep in mind that Mitt Romney probably never even thought this up, and he never even touched this app that they made. He made this app, they they made this app, and there was one very big mistake. And I'm going to put up the picture in just a second, and I want to see if you can figure it out. All right? You guys ready? You guys got to shout out what the problem is when you see it, okay? Go ahead, put it up there, Beth. Does anyone see the problem? Sorry, that's probably me. Just shout it out. Does anyone see the problem? Maybe the most important word up there, if you are going to be the president of the United States, you'd better know how to spell America, right? A better Amercia, And it became a huge joke, a huge problem for that poor Mitt Romney, all right? His whole campaign got made fun of because somebody doesn't know how to spell. Now, how many of you think that Mitt Romney actually made that mistake? One of you, all right. How many of you don't think he even knew about it? Three of you. All right. How many just just don't want to raise your hand? Well, then you just contradicted yourself. All right? The real lazy ones didn't raise their hands at all. Okay. Mitt Romney didn't even think of that idea, I'm sure. But who got the blame for it? He did. Right? You can represent something in a good way, and you can represent something in a bad way. And the person you represent gets the blame. All right, and Jesus knows all about this, and that's why I'm talking about it tonight, because we are representatives of God. If you're at Matthew chapter 5, we're going to start at verse 14. It's the Sermon on the Mount, and it says really clearly how we represent God. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I'm just going to take a minute and pray for the the, the sermon that I'm going to preach and for my ability to communicate it. So if you would, bow your head with me. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. I pray that you will speak through me and that your word would be unhindered and that it would just... Uh, pierce our hearts and, and, and make real changes in us, Lord. Help us to be open and ready to receive what you have to say and let us live it outside in the real world. We love you, Jesus. Amen. All right, first thing you got to learn tonight that, that I've heard God say to me that he wants to say to you. God has made us undeniably prominent. Okay, Prominent, of course, you know, means that you are out there. You are like a city on a hill. It is hard to miss you, all right? Look at that. You are the light of the world. Does anyone find that strange that Jesus says that about us? I mean, when Jesus was here, he is the light of the world, isn't he? He's a light from heaven, he's God himself. But Jesus says to us, his people, that we are the light of the world. Does anyone think that that's strange? What kind of power do we have? It only comes through him, yet he says that we're the light of the world. He is giving us a huge responsibility. He is telling us we are very prominent. People are going to look at us. I I don't know if you knew that, but the minute that you become a Christian, people are going to look at you and see what you represent, see how you do. It might not be fair, but that's the way it is. Some people might have a problem with this statement. They might say, hey, you can't be the light of the world. That means that you're saying I'm in the dark. Yeah, that's very true. People got mad at Jesus because he said that they were sick and that he had he could heal them. But that's the idea. God gives us the light so we can shine a light in the dark places. All right. So people get upset at you because you're the light of the world. Doesn't make it any less true. And there's another thing that I wanted to bring out about that verse uh, about the light of the world. The world we're the light to everyone. It doesn't say we're the light to New Mexico. It doesn't say we're the light to Israel or to a certain group. We're the light to the world, everyone in the world. We are the light of the world. We're undeniably prominent. Next, we are a city on a hill, a town that cannot be hidden. Jesus just tells it like it is. This is what we're supposed to look like. You're supposed to shine in the darkness. It's supposed to be very easy to see that you're a Christian, that you're, his, that you're part of his family. You are very conspicuous. I don't know if you knew that. I hope you do now. We are undeniably prominent. Number three, we are a lamp in a dark room. People don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. My wife and I have realized how important lamps are. Okay, Because we just got a house and it's so wonderful. Downstairs is so nice and there's there's ceiling fans and, and the air conditioner actually works down there. But when we go upstairs, there's not a single light on, on the ceiling. I have no idea why that is, but you walk into our house and it's completely dark at, at, on the second floor. We have got to get lamps and other things like that just to be able to see each other. All right? I understand this verse very well. Now imagine if for some reason I'm just trying to be kind of sneaky and weird. I hide all the lamps in the house and she has to go around in the dark. Do you think she'd be very happy with me? Is that the reason why you even have a lamp? No, you don't hide it. You put it in a place where it gives light. Not only are you easy to be seen as the light of the world, you give light to other people so they can see. You give light so they can see Jesus, so they can see their own sins, so they can see grace and mercy. That's what a light does. You are undeniably prominent. You have to leave your light uncovered. All right, You've got to put it in a place where people can see it. If you don't, if you take a look at this, Jesus is giving us a re, uh, is rebuking us if we don't put our light on a stand. All right, He's not saying, yeah, it's good if you put it under a bowl. Then they'll, then they'll guess about what's under the bowl, and you can look under it, and there's the light. No, he's not saying that at all. In fact, I think you'd be pretty angry if you hid your light. You as a Christian are hugely conspicuous, and that's a good thing. Because you can have a lot of influence in your world. But of course, just because you're visible doesn't mean that that, that you're being a good example. It just means that you're conspicuous, all right? Can someone yell out maybe a celebrity that's like not a very good example? Anyone? Just yell it out. Okay. Anyone else? Lindsay Lohan, right? She got into a wreck and yeah, that's crazy. All right, anyone else? You guys understand where I'm going? Just because you're visible doesn't mean that you're living the right way. doesn't mean that you're a good example. You know, I hear a lot of uh, celebrities or sports figures say, look, I never wanted to be an example. Who, I didn't ask to be an example, but the fact is, is that you are. It doesn't matter if you asked to or not. If you're prominent, you're going to have influence in people's lives. Now, can someone yell out maybe a prominent Christian that fell from grace that had a bad example? Anyone? Say it louder. Come on now. There's this guy named Jimmy Swaggart. uh, This guy named Jim Baker, right? It's really sad their stories. These guys had huge, uh, massive, almost empires. And they they were ministries. They ministered to thousands of people. But they really fell because they didn't have the right character. And and, and we're still struggling to recover from the damage that they've done to Christ's name. If you say televangelist... People don't think Billy Graham and, oh, he's so great. They think these two guys, they think, ah oh, these guys uh, flew in jets, and they had affairs, and they, and they cheated on their taxes, and, and one of them actually had an air conditioner in his doghouse. Those are the kind of things that people think of because of their fall from, promise, fall from uh, grace. Christians are in a huge responsibility to be good examples. It's just like Mitt Romney. That poor guy, he got made fun of because of what someone else did. Let it never be said of us that God's name gets made fun of because of what we do. God himself has put us in a high position, and he wants us to shine for him. As a Christian, you cannot only be well known, you have to be holy and righteous. And that leads me to my second point. God has made us his representatives in this world. Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. God made us his representatives. The fact is, is that when they see you, and people who don't know God, when they see you, they should see Jesus. They should see God's goodness and his love through your life. There's this great song by this rapper named Lecrae. Yes, I listen to rap. Only a little bit, all right? But yes, I do know what rap is, and I like it sometimes. And this guy named Lecrae has this great song called Fanatic. All right, it goes like this, and let me see if I can get it right. I'm an F-A-N-A-T-I-C. I'll rap Christ till I -I D-I-E, all right? My wife is is blushing for a thing, all right? But I am not a rapper. I just enjoy it. You get it? This guy had a good idea. He said that we represent Christ till the day that we die. We're going to be fanatical about it. Because you're Christ's representative. And remember, you act as, as a representative, as a deputy, someone who, who, sub, who substitutes and exemplifies who sent you. Now, as Christians, Jesus tells us to let our light shine. And then it says this something really strange. So that people will praise God in heaven. How does that work? Is he calling you God? He's like, wow, you w- walked that woman across the street. Good job, God. How does that work? Does anyone know? Again, it's because you represent God. Jesus did this himself on earth. Look at at these verses. They're great. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. I have made you known to them. He's praying to God and he says, I've made you known to them, his disciples. And look at this. The Son of God is the image of the invisible. Sorry, the Son is the image of the invisible God. Imagine that. God is invisible, but he has an image. That image is in his Son. That's how we represent God. That's how God gets the glory from our lives because we represent him. Think about it. If you have children, some of us might have children. I don't, but I imagine it would be great. If you have children, when they do something really well, do you kind of swell up with pride. You're like, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, he, used to, he used to play in the Royals and used to smoke pot, but look at him now. <laughs> He's awesome. He hasn't gotten a car wreck in a year. Yes. All right. No." You can do even cooler things like standing up for what's right or not doing something that's wrong, helping others. You just say, that's my boy, that's my girl. And it reflects really well on you. My parents used to take us out as a treat, out to eat. We loved it. We went to these really classy joints like Pizza Hut and Taco Bell, man. It was awesome, all right? Now, when we go there, we would have a blast. It'd be so much fun to eat food, right? And then the strangest thing would happen. And I'm not bragging on us, all right? But these strangers would come up and they'd say, Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, sir. I just want to compliment you on your children. Because they're acting really well. I've seen a lot of brats out there, and your kids are being really good. I was like, who are you? But my parents really felt good about it. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> Hopefully, maybe, maybe not. That's all right. I was kind of a good kid. I never did anything bad. I'm not bragging. I just, just didn't get outside of my comfort zone. I just didn't rebel. Anyway... My parents really liked it, all right? And that's how you can reflect well on God. If you do something righteous, you do something holy, it certainly isn't because of your own nature. I mean, who taught you to tithe? Who does that naturally? Am I right? Who loves your neighbor naturally? Who gives grace and forgiveness unless God really changed you? Isn't that right? God receives the glory. You are his representative you got to re- represent him well. you got to give the true message of who Jesus is. You can, you can make him look good to other people, all right? Or you can make him look really bad. It's all in the way you live. We are God's representatives. Number three, being God's representative is a non-negotiable responsibility. If you sign up to be a Christian, you represent God. It's just that simple. You can't be a Christian in a closet. You can't be a Christian all by yourself. You have to be out there. There's no two ways about it. You sign up, to be a Christian, you're God's representative. And isn't that crazy how God trusts us? Isn't it amazing that he says, look, I'm going to put my name on you. I'm going to say that you represent what I'm like. And he knew that we Christians are still sinful. He knew that we Christians would lie, cheat, and st- steal. He knew that we would do terrible things and he still gives us the privilege and responsibility of bearing his name. Why do you think God would do that? No one else, no other creation, no other creature in this universe gets the privilege of representing God like we do. No one else, nothing else in this, in this universe ever gets called a child of God or gets called a redeemed person, uh, someone who's adopted, God has given us this great responsibility. How dare we be lazy with it? How horrible it is if we fail on our, in our duty. It is non-negotiable to be a representative of God if you're going to be a Christian. Look at this, verse 16. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. He's promising you that people are going to watch you. Uh, that might sound a little creepy, but it's the truth. People are going to watch your life. Especially if once you have kids, they're going to watch your life. They're going to learn from you about what you do. Your coworkers, your parents, your friends, they're all going to see a change in you if Christ is in your life. That's why it's not negotiable. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. People are already looking at you. I'm sure that at your workplace, someone's studying you, watching you to see what, how you react. I'm sure you didn't even know it. I say this not to scare you, but to show you that there's a huge responsibility in being a Christian. It's God's representative. You've got a responsibility to tell others about him. Now, to kind of loosen you up, do we have five brave volunteers? Does anyone want to volunteer? You guys didn't even want to raise your hands earlier, did you? Man, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to pick people. Please, give me a volunteer. We'll just say four. Pastor Chuck, you are so wonderful. Thank you. Philip, I think I saw your hand. I think you might have been scratching your head. All right, Philip, you're up here. Anyone else? Come on up here if I call your name. Please give me another volunteer. I don't want to make this awkward. Kenny. All right, Pastor Kenny. Marcus. Pastor Marcus got volunteered. All right. Now, one lady, please. One lady. You won't have to do anything, I promise. This is the easy one. Uh, if I choose my wife, I might get in trouble. All right. I have to go home. Maria, since you're volunteering other people, you come on up here, all right? Come on up here. All right, Maria, your job is so easy. I'm going to tell you about it in a second. Pastor Chuck, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our third angelic methylbacteria costal church, all right? We're going to do a little demonstration here. So what I want to do is I'm going to assign each one of you different roles from our church, and Pastor Chuck is going to guess what our church is like, all right? It's just that simple. So Pastor Chuck, if Maria, would you escort him out and just stand by the door? We're going to ask for him in a minute, all right? Make sure he doesn't listen. Okay, you three, since you're so brave, either door, just make sure he comes back in eventually, all right? (laughs) Philip, since you're so much fun, is he already gone? All right, we're going to interview Pastor Chuck later on. And ask what our church is like, but he's only gonna have our representatives uh to, to see what, what what we're really like. Alright, so Philip, whenever he talks, oh it's it nice and quiet. All right. Philip, whenever he talks, he kinda of goes like this, alright? Go ahead. All right. No, it doesn't do jumping jab. Oh, yeah. Just just the hands, alright? Now after every word after every sentence, he cut well, actually cuts the sentences in half and he says, Thus saith myself. All right? So if you say, what we're going to do is try and invite Pastor Chuck to a barbecue. So you could say, like, I would like, thus saith myself, to invite you, thus saith myself, to a barbecue. All right? It's at 7 o'clock. You got that? But you've got to be doing this at the same time. Okay? Now, Marcus, since he's so much fun and crazy, he likes to cluck like a chicken whenever he talks to people. And in fact, he doesn't actually speak English. All right? So we're going to let him go first. Okay? All you got to do is cluck like a chicken chicken. That's right. Perfect. Okay. Now, Pastor Kenny, since he's a pastor, will be nice. He's actually going to be a normal person. All right. Our barbecue starts at 7 7 p.m. on Thursday night. night. All right. But you're going last. All right. So bring in the pastor, please. Maria, you there? Maria, you can bring him in now. (whistles) Kind of loud. All right. You guys can have a seat. We'll let Philip go first. This is going to be wonderful. Yeah, you're right. The chicken. Sorry. I've got to be quiet. <laughs> Come on in. This is what you get when you let a youth pastor preach. All right. Pastor Chuck, we're going to interview you in a second based on what you experience with our church's members. All right? All right. So, we're just going to go through all three of them, and then we'll ask you the questions at the end, like what they're trying to get you to do and where they want you to go. All right? So... Marcus is the first member. Go ahead, Marcus. <laughs> All right, let's give him a hand, guys. That's awesome. All right, actually, I want to ask him now. What is our church like, Pastor Chuck, based on what you saw? Well, you're very cheeky. <laughs> All right. Do you know what he wanted you to do? He wanted me to cluck. All right. Actually, that's wrong. All right. I can't believe you didn't get that. All right. You're up, Philip. This is Philip, our charter member. You wanted me to lay an egg. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Philip. Hey, I wanted to invite you, the Philip, to a barbecue, the Philip, this evening, at p.m. The saith Philip. All right. Good. All right. Have a seat. Thank you, Philip. You might have a little more clarity. I'll wait to interview you in a second. Go ahead, Pastor Kenny. You're up. How's it going? I, I'm good. You? And you? My name's Kenny. Kenny? Um, Do you know Philip. Have you met Philip? <laughs> uh, I have a hard time talking to him. But you uh, <laughs> <But he's laughs> seen the guy that <laughs> so, um, Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation about that. But I thought I would invite you to a barbecue. We're getting together this Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Um, we won't be eating eggs. And it'll be a great time. So I'd uh, love to have you there. Very good. Thank all you. Yeah, all cool. right. Good job, guys. Thank you so much. Pastor Chuck, if you'd stay here, everyone else can have a seat. No wonder I got this job. All right. So based on the first two, what what'd you think of our church? Unique. Uh-huh. <laughs> Would you want to be around those t- sorts of people? You know, it wouldn't be boring. <laughs> and that's true. But any normal person want to be around the- those people. You know, I would have to say that uh, they probably would visit once and um, decide that um, no. All right, good. That's <laughs> the answer I wanted. All right, thank you. Have a seat. Thank you so much. Give him a round of applause. You, you. Okay, the last guy. Did you understand what he was trying to ask you? I'm totally related to that guy. Good. Yeah. All right, because he used English. Excellent. All right, thank you. You can have a seat. Give him a round of applause. But I'll be honest with you, I thought Philip was very, very convincing. (laughs) Thank you so much for volunteering, everybody. That was just powerful. It really got to me, all right? Do you understand what I'm trying to get across? If everyone from our church was a gossip or just was rude to to other people, you're the only face that some people might have of this church, of, of God Himself. So, what are you representing? Right, I'm not saying don't be weird, because some of you might be weird, and that's okay. What I want you to be is yourself in Christ Jesus. All right, You can no longer mess around with your Christianity. If you're a Christian, then live it. If you're not, I'd actually rather you don't say that you're a Christian. You know what? There's something that really makes me upset is when Christians with their little fish stickers cut me off. I'm like, dude, I'm a Christian too. You're not supposed to cut me off. We're like in the same club. Right? But how bad does that look when you cut someone else off and you got this Christian sticker or a bumper sticker that says, Jesus loves you, honk, if you love Jesus? How bad does that look? All right? Now, Christians can make mistakes too, and that's that's totally understandable because we're still learning to be like Christ. But the idea is is that if you're not going to represent Christ well, don't even say that you're a Christian. You know? I kind of wish that Uh, Jim Baker and Jimmy Swagger didn't have those huge ministries because they really caused a lot of harm. Yes, God can give grace, and he has, and I think that those guys have received God's grace, but we're still dealing with that trouble that they've caused. All right, Do you get what I'm saying? It's a huge responsibility to be a Christian. If you're going to be a Christian, don't mess around anymore. That's all that I'd like to say to you. Don't mess around because you might be the only face that people have of Jesus. And the fact is, is that we can speed Christ's coming along by telling people about Jesus. Did you know that God gave us the responsibility to spread the gospel to every part of the world? The only thing that's holding God back is that we haven't preached to all the nations. All right? When you're a Christian, you've got to use that responsibility and that power and that influence in a righteous way. If you're not, then don't even try it. All right, we are Christ ambassadors. Yeah, we are Christ ambassadors. We are God's people called by his name. We are God's witnesses. We are a chosen people. It means that we need to show who God truly is. Don't mess around. Don't start uh, using God's name in vain, saying, oh, he's like me, or or God wants you to give me a hundred bucks, right? That looks terrible. You've got to be who God truly has made you to be. You've got to represent him in a righteous way. Alright, last thing I want to tell you tonight. Jesus remains unknown to billions of people. It's really true. There are billions of people on this planet that don't know who Jesus is. I'm not only talking about people who haven't ever heard of his name. I'm talking about people who have. Alright, people who don't know the true Jesus. Alright, he's God himself. He's our Savior. He's God's Son. He came to die and raise again. Those are the important things You've got to get that message across. He is grace and truth. He is light. We've got to speed the gospel to the rest of the world. Then Jesus will come. We'll party. We'll have a great time in heaven. But right now, we, we're his representatives on earth. Uh, if you worship team would like to come on up, that would be really great. You can get a song ready. Tonight is all about representing God. And I hope that you're learning things here that you can apply in your life and use it the rest of of, of of your life. You can use it outside of this building because it's really easy to be a Christian in church. Did you know that? It's really simple to look like you have it all together. You just raise your hands, right? You just maybe kneel down if you're especially pious, right? No, but when you're outside of church, that's when it really matters. You've got to represent Christ at all times, especially when people are watching you. Here's my conclusion, all right? Represent who God truly is through your life. You don't want to be like that third Methobacterian church where people think he's weird, people think he's a chicken, people think he waves his arms around. No, you want to represent God like he is in truth. And he is love, he is life, he is light. I hope that your light is shining. I want to just pray about this tonight, all right? Let's take a minute and think about it. Let's, let's, let's sing that song, and I'll come back, and we can pray about it. Because I really want you to search your heart. I want you to hear God's words to you. And if you haven't been right with the Lord, if you haven't been living the Christian life, if you've been pretending or being a hypocrite about it, tonight's the night to change. But for those of you Christians who have been faithful, who have been showing who God truly is, praise God that you doing that. Don't give up on it, all right? Let's sing this song, and I'll come back and we'll ourselves to represent Christ in truth. Alright, can we do that?